Welcome to episode 104 of the Switch Mania Playcast. Sorry for the silence, everybody, but we're back. <laughs> it's been busy. <laughs> well, I mean, that's kind of going to be the, the going forward mentality of the, of the Playcast, but also of what we do. Uh, we're always busy. We got tons always. going on. We had like six meetings this week alone just with different aspects of current games, future games. Um, old games, like yes, lots yes. of stuff. Yeah, well, yesterday we were in two back-to-back hour-long meetings. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All over the world, too. All over the world. Uh, great stuff, though. Great stuff in the pipeline that we can't talk about just yet, but boy, I can't wait to share. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, oh, I mean, the thing is, and everybody's noticed it with uh, Premium Edition, is that we're picky about us liking the games. Mm-hmm. So... Once we find games that we like, we clamor on, and we really want to, um, you know, do the do right by the developers. So, like, we're like just playing these amazing games, and we're like, all right, we might have this one, we might have this one. We might, like, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> it's like Christmas every day for us here, people. <laughs> it really is. You know, it's and 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 for me, like getting to talk to some of these developers, they're just so talented and they're so passionate and. That's just it. Not only are we passionate about these games, but the developers are really passionate because it's not like something where, you're, oh, yeah, I'm on this team, I'm doing this game, whatever, it's a paycheck. Like, I'm working for, for Ubisoft and I just have to do the new Assassin's Creed, but I don't care. It's like these are passion projects. These are people who love what they do, and it shows in each game. And if you like the quality of our first three, you know, series titles, that's what we want to keep going. We want to keep improving on that. We want to keep bringing those games. And uh, I, I think we got some really neat things coming. Uh, you know, just definitely some passionate people we've talked mm-hmm. with. Well, and I think we should probably start saying this, Barry, at the beginning of every episode. Um, just so you know, as a production update, everybody, shipping is delayed worldwide due to a nationwide pandemic. Yep. Like, Barry gets asked every day by about every 20 day. different people. Um, like, it's it's cool. We love interacting with everyone. However, like, when the question is, where what's the where, where's my cathedral? Where's my phenotopia? Um, we are waiting on the games to arrive. Um, we are waiting on the boxes to arrive. When they're there, we will package them up and ship them out to all ordered people. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, I was gonna say what I tell everybody is, you know, listen to this, the, the playcast, subscribe, sign up for a newsletter. If you haven't signed up, we just put a, a update this week, mm-hmm. as of time of recording, just went out. And uh, we'll say it right at the beginning of the episode, like we're doing now. Um, right now, estimated spring twenty-two. Um, yep. We're hoping sooner than later, like. Early, 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 early spring. Hopefully. As early as we can. Yes. Um, also, follow us on social media. Uh, we, we just posted a, uh, a picture today that we got in of the soundtracks and the challenge cards. Uh, really amazingly looking titles. They came out better than I expected. So check that out. It came out exactly as I expected because I, I produced it. I think it looks I produced. I produced it, so I know you what produced it. I know what I expected. <laughs> I expected even higher than that, though, Jeff. I, I'm holding you to a higher, you know, tier, uh, and and it, it met it. It met my higher tier. So you know, great job. Um, but yeah, they look great. Check that out, and of course, join our Discord. Um, we're we're always there to answer questions. Where we we want to be as transparent as possible. 
as of hey, this point. Hey, if we could post a little dot on where the games are on a freighter ship or whatever, uh, like we would. We'd just throw it out on the website and be like, hey, you want to go? Here you go. You can track it in near real time. The unfortunate part is, is that once it leaves whatever product, wherever it's produced at, like we don't get any kind of tracking until it arrives at the port in the U.S., which is very frustrating because um, we're I'm, even the Switch Collector books and the Punch-Out book that we ordered in October, I've had nothing until uh, just recently I got an estimate of the beginning of February that it should be arriving at the port. And this one's going to Oakland, California. That's where the port's going. Um, so I got that. I posted all of that stuff as a Kickstarter update for the Switch Collector and Punch-Out book. And I still get emails and messages asking. But, um, but literally... That one was ordered in October. Now imagine we were just now ordering. We we already ordered, but like just now ordering Series Three stuff. Like we got it in before the Asian New Year. But but the like, good news, goodness. so the good news is everything is ordered. Mm-hmm. So at this stage of the game, everything is out of our hands. There's nothing like, oh, could you hurry up and do that? There's nothing that needs to be done that we can do. It's all up to everybody else. Yep. But which means. You know, it's not like we can kick back and go, well, nothing to do now. No, we're working on Series 4. Mm, what have I been doing? What have I been, been doing? You've been working on Sunshine stuff. <laughs> so I've been designing with a developer um, different logo and uh, slipcase options for the Sunshine anthology. Uh, one thing that um, Paul, who's the developer of Sunshine, uh, Camp Sunshine and Sunshine Manor, he wants something that looks like the Hammer films the hammer horror films like where christopher lee was dracula and he wanted something where it was like split in the middle like they do on their current blu-ray releases where it's like two different films and so i created you know a, a logo in the middle which i just did real quick um and then i put our artwork on both sides but ironically um and this was something that i don't think most of the team member even knew was who was the artist from the Hammer Horror films? Graham Humphreys. Who did the Sunshine Manor piece for us? Graham Humphreys. So I'm literally doing a tribute to the guy who's doing the art for Sunshine on our slipcases in the style that they released back in the day of his art pieces. So like, we're trying to make the universe meld in the middle. <laughs> so I've been messing around with that. Um, I've been working on. Um, we're doing this awesome metal keychain in our release of Sunshine Anthology. One side's gonna be the bear. One side's gonna be the the Reaper shape guy. Um, and it's like I'm getting this like dark nickel metal done, and it's gonna have its own backer back card backing that skulls. That Graham Humphreys did. Um, it's actually skulls like in his backyard or some weird story that he had. <laughs> that he painted <laughs> but it's like it's so cool I'm, we're going to be using that skull background and a lot of stuff in that project it's just really cool and we're only using it for that project though like in different projects we'll have different things um, but this is sunshine and we can probably you know reveal that pull back the onion here that's going to be its own thing because that was a kickstarter from the end of 2020 so as soon as those games are released and being able to be put on a multi-application card one game one cartridge like we're gonna have everything ready including the guide and we want to make sure that we can just get it 
ready for sale for everyone so just yep. be ready when we were talking about it here we start saying oh yeah we have all this stuff done we have all this stuff done be prepared because it's going to drop we will announce it though we'll not shadow <laughs> drop it we won't shadow drop like it's available no, shadow no, we drop. will announce it <laughs> just be careful though because like we're, it's not going to be our standard style thing it's not going to be barba series or anything like the idea is to to keep it as a fun its own thing because it's a Kickstarter release. Like we, when we support something on Kickstarter, it's already got funding behind it. Um, so we're not looking to do a, a series then. So should be cool. It also won't take up a slot in one of our series, which is nice too. So always expect. Right. So now we're telling people expect some surprises in series four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sun, sunshine is its own thing. Uh, that's well, also I'm not, looking forward to. Oh, I say that's also not yeah. all I've been working on besides for sunshine, not series four. Well, what? yeah, you've been doing other things. <laughs> what else have I been but, doing, Barry? <laughs> well, what I was going to say is I'm looking forward to the day that I don't have to write in our direct. Here's an update on Sunshine again, because I'm tired of doing that. And I'm sure people are tired of hearing that. Oh, you just, to just wanted to complain. You just wanted to complain. Okay. Um, so the other thing I've been working on is Switch Collector Volume 3. So when we have a, yes. a, a something in the middle, when we finish all production on a series, I start working on that. I got the entire book laid out. Um, it's all ready. Now the writing begins. And which means I'm already where I was when the Kickstarter ended of Volume 2. So that's where I'm at for Volume 3 right now. Um, I just did that during the holiday break, honestly, after we recorded the last episode. Um, so I have the whole book templated out. It's larger than Volume 2. <laughs> so... This yeah. series is going to be insane. It's just insane. And I am going back and forth because I've, I'm having to cut more of the four-page spreads from the future volumes. Otherwise, the book's going to be super huge. So most of the games are going to be two-page spreads when, in reality, they could be like Breath of the Wild was like six pages. Um, I'm going to probably keep them all down to two. And the thing is, Volume 3 has Super Smash Brothers in it. So, like, I, I got to do at least that one as a four-page. So, but there's You're so gonna many You're going to talk games. about the fighter, both fighter passes, even though they didn't come out in year two? Mm, I Probably not. Um, I'm going to talk about the game as an influence and all of that. Um, I think I'm going to keep it more general because we'll have a little meat on the bone and we could talk about fighter pass releases maybe in a section or something because there's a million games. Because I think, I think fighter pass one went on sale in in the first year yeah. and I believe well, Piranha Plant definitely was there and I think Joker dropped during the first the well I will year. tell you that the book is the switch collector for the physical pieces so really the digital stuff is going to be secondary um, except for highlighting games we want to get signed and put into a physical so um, well, that's why I figured you would talk about them there yeah I might yeah but maybe I'll just talk about the fighter passes because I'm not going to like look up when the, the fire passes were all dropped and all that because then you got to think about scope creep so then it's like, all right, yeah. every other game that had DLC in the entire exactly. Switch library. No, nah, I'm not doing it. I would at least mention them there, <laughs> like the two fighters passes. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do, everyone, is not take 18 years to release the first five years. <laughs> I just get them templated as I can, as quickly as possible. Um, and then the writing portion, um, you know, it's out there. We said it on the Playcast. If y'all want to contribute but like take a major contribution not just cherry pick a couple games like write write for some for a switch collector you hit me up on social media and let me know and we'll we'll talk but 
um, yeah, that's we gotta expedite the stuff because once premium, once we you know get deep into series four, um, it's series four time, and then Switch Collector will be paused because I'm also working on the uh, definitive edition, which is ironic because I got a couple of my friends who who think it's funny. Um, definitive edition of the complete NES book as well, so that's like over 500 pages already. It's been templated in for like five years now. Um, it's just I've been rewriting all of my original reviews, which has taken a while. Um, so I am pretty, pretty close. Time. Pretty close. <laughs> well, I mean, the other thing in the back burner has been the complete Genesis book. And I've got that I, for a while. Well, uh, Rob Strangman's actually been taking the mantle, but he's also started back up his splat Splatterhouse community and did a bunch of other stuff too. He's not just working on that book, so he'll never get it done if, <laughs> like, unless you focus. Um, just like me never getting the complete NES done. But my goal this year is to get Switch Collector Volume 3 done and, and the NES book done, along with the Black Box Challenge novel, which is done. I just have been waiting on art. Um, so, yeah, lots of stuff going on while we're in our quote-unquote lull. <laughs> There's no lull for me. There's no lull. There's no lull for any of us because even though even though Series 3 is now done with with sales and it's all out of our hands, we still have other things. People are doing challenge and unboxings for Series 2 and Series 1 as they're getting them in. Yeah. And you're doing all the this, this stuff with Sunshine and then Switch Collector. And we're, we're setting up Series 4 and beyond with these meetings and and some other fun things that we will be able to talk about soon uh, so we, yeah we've have been very we talked busy. about series three challenges uh we need to spoil what? something on the playcast those of you that are that are staunch listeners these patches are super limited for series three people like we do not have a ton of them so like make sure that you are doing your series three challenges as fast as possible um our standards and retros are planned to ship at the same time so there won't be any like you get a version later like we're planning to ship everything at the same time right right barry like like we already, i mean barry already told y'all that we have the cds and that's like yep. a retro edition item like everything that is going to arrive the rest of the retro pieces along with the slip cases are arriving at the same time so like there will be nothing we'll be waiting on nothing for the retros. So, in I other words, we'll be really excited about that too. <laughs> so that's a good peel back the the onion. But we don't have a ton of patches. Like we, that, it, have... we never planned on the patches to be forever. Like we're like, hey, when we run out, we run out. We're sorry. We have less patches available than Super Blood Hockey submissions yes. as of the series two time period. Like yeah. we've had some some Super Blood Hockey since you know trickle in, but. We have less than Super Blood Hockey out there, so and keep and mind that. you, these challenges are not easy, but they're not as hard as Series Two. two. Yeah. So like and that's kind of a. Ha I think that Series Three will be our happy medium of approachability, but also it's dangerous because if you get the challenge from any of these three games, you're gonna want to keep playing. It's great. <laughs> like there are like like the the I call them the hook challenges because once you play you get hooked. That's what happened to us. We beat the challenge for Cathedral. We got hooked for hours. <laughs> oh, oh, so many hours. <laughs> but so it was so good. Hours. It was so good. Oh. It happened with Fetotopia as well. Like once you get to the 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 challenge, you're like, okay, now the game's opened up. <laughs> the same with Mighty Fight. Yeah, I, like, Mighty oh, I got this. This is yeah. good. 
Yeah, because like you have to do a certain thing with Mighty Fight, different than the other two. And once you do it, you're like, oh, it opens up. Like, how to, it actually is almost like a tutorial in, in a sense, and like opens up the game on what you can do with it. It's really cool. Like, Speaking of Series 3 challenges, we also saw the uh, unboxing patch. We didn't share it yet to people, but you know the, the <laughs> unboxing patch has been designed, and it's awesome. It's ridiculous, I, actually. I, I personally love it, like, uh, just to see this come to fruition. I think people are really going to like this. <laughs> well, and... Like once I do it, like I gotta strategically put that patch somewhere on my vest because it could be bad oh, yeah. if I put it in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where I'm putting it. I know right exactly in, where. Right on your tramp stamp. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I have a I have a pattern with my uh, my vest. Oh, I do where not. I have series one, series two, and one series one on one side, series two on the other, and series three is gonna be below series one, series four below below series two like that's what i'm doing i'm taking alternating and then everything's eventually going to go to the back and the back's going to be who knows a jungle well we are doing the classic giant back patch as well so yeah that's going to go right I'm in the gonna, center yeah i've been uh, talking with paul niemeyer about getting his uh version of the robot name fight artwork the one that's on his slipcase and the du the deluxe guide um, looking at getting that done on a big iron-on type patch because that's what you do with vests and you and me both have vests so I'm looking at it because um, I was like well what would it do to have him actually you know paint it on like with the little like the airbrushing and the only issue with that is it would be wear and tear so doing it on an actual like patch like a big a bigger cloth patch is what I'm looking at I just got to find somebody to be able to do it you know what I would love to do is a patch on the back, like like not enough to take up the whole back because I definitely want challenge patches on the back too, but I'd love mm -hmm. to do like a circle and in the very center of the circle, like a clock, think of, like a clock would be the premium edition logo and then, you know, going around the clock, like one, two or three, et cetera, will be like Wheel of Fortune style tabs of each of the games so like we're like if you do wheel of fortune it's like oh this is a 200 dollars spot no it's like super blood hockey pigeon dev and like going around in like a clockwise position all the games in order of a series around this clock hmm. uh, i think that would look cool on the back because then would highlight all the games as well and like oh what games have you done we'll check out the back of my vest and you can see it all kind of like our ad that we had that erica did with all our games up top yeah. something like that around the circle around our logo nice what happens after 12 Get a, Do it again. Get, a Get a new, new vest. Get a new vest. Get a new vest. After twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy. Like we're we're at seven with series three, which is just maddening. Like I'm I'm stoked with having four four physical it, releases, but it's more than four games we have released. We have seven. Yeah, released. Pigeon Dev is is four right there. Um, exactly. But we yeah, have seven already, and it's like seven games and then preserved, we have, four uh, cartridges released. You have Sunshine coming too. That's two games on one card. Mm -hmm. That's coming. So you know it's it's awesome. Three more. Yeah, we, <sighs> love yeah, so these technically, technically, we have eight games total that we have. Uh, four are released. The other four are in various states of production. Three are well, or on, order. But. On on that clock wheel, I would put Pigeon Dev as one and and Sunshine as one to save space. Yeah. Well, I got another idea we could talk about off recording that might be cool too. 
which you got me thinking now, which is good. You got my creative (laughs) juices going because there's something else that we got. Um, And just so that you don't have to go the rest of the episode with thinking, since I can say it with very secretive, and maybe those that are very keen might be able to figure something out. But we have a unique pre-order item with Series 3. Something to go with that that's not on a vest, but on a wall. Oh. Think about about what you just said, but with the pre-order item on the wall for preservation. Mm. Think how cool that would be. Just think about it. That would be cool. Yeah, see? And like, uh. yeah. Aha! Yeah, see? So your idea on top of that, like, there we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, everybody, we're talking cryptic now. It's great. Uh, it's, so, it's like a live brainstorming session for everybody. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hell, eventually we might start doing these playcasts up on the Discord or something, and then people can, like, chime in and listen. While we do it, Cause the only reason why we never did live is because JP. So now, now we can hang out. JP is too busy, too busy to record with us. <laughs> well, I think another thing is is time, and and what I mean by that is, oh, we're not going to schedule people. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of a lot of podcasts do a schedule. Like with Nintendo Fuse, we do a schedule. A lot of the podcasts that are, you know I've been on, this is the schedule. The Playcast, for those that don't know, we record whenever we have time. So like right now, it's three twenty-two p.m. Eastern as of right now and on a weekday. Um, but sometimes we record at night. Sometimes we record early in the morning. Sometimes it's a weekend. Sometimes a weekday. Like whenever we get around to it. So it's it's hard to say like, oh, stay tuned to this time because we can't yeah. tell you. Because even this recording right now, literally Jeff was like, hey, you get to record? I'm like, let me finish my lunch and we'll do it. Like just yeah. radically. Let's, let's do it. I ended up having some time. And I mean, as we mentioned, we had lots lots of meetings and things. We just make it happen when we can so we can talk some Switch. Um, exactly. We still need to cover the other two games in Series 3, which we still plan to do. Um, might have old Frank come on to talk about um, Mighty Fight Federation, Mighty though, because yeah. He's, yeah, he's very versed in that. Well, more than I am, that's for sure. But yeah, we got Phenotopia coming up soon. Um, I think this episode, though, we're going to talk about games we've been playing because... Got some cool things, and it actually goes in alignment with another thing. Um, New Year's resolutions. Ah, uh, yes. We mentioned multiple multiple times, Barry. Um, I never have time to play anything outside of our own games we're looking to sign. Well, Correct. one of my New Year's resolutions, I want to play more games out of my backlog, and I want to play some more experiences that I haven't gotten to play because I've been so busy with all this craziness. So I've been carving some time out over the last few weeks because um, we're like two weeks into 2022 now. Um, I've been taking some time. So I got three games to talk about. One very short, because it was kind of a mess. The other two games I played a little bit longer that I could talk about um, that I've been playing over the last few weeks. And okay. um, the last one is it's going to be funny. But <laughs> um, So I'll go. you said you had one game, or you got a couple? Uh, I'm, I'm mainly one game. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll cover the first one and then we'll see, we'll let you go and see where we're at. Maybe, maybe you'll come up with something else. Um, so the first one last year I bought something and I was like, I put it on my shelf centered so I would play it. Um, I finally got a copy of the Hori drum from Taiko, the, uh, no And so I've been wanting to play rhythmic adventure forever. 
So I played Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythmic Adventure 1, and the pack has both games on it, but I played part one, um, and I and they didn't update on this game since it was released, since I've had it, where you can actually play through the story mode with the drum now. You couldn't do that before, apparently. Um, so you could either play it with like the Joy-Cons, playing like you're playing the drums, or play it on a Pro Controller. But now you can play it with the drum controller in story mode. Um, and when I'm saying story mode, Taiko no Tatsujin is the arcade game where you go and you play the drums, right? Like Dance Dance Revolution or Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Rhythmic Adventure is an RPG. <laughs> You're fighting enemies like an RPG. You go through a story on the town like an RPG. You do quests. You do everything. But when you go into a random battle, it turns into a music song and you play drums to the music song and as you're doing that you build up attacks to attack the enemies it's ridiculous that's so cool it's amazing it's awesome um and so before apparently you couldn't do the story mode with that but now you can you just have to have a pro controller in port one and then the drum controller in in port two which you just do in the switch settings you just set the 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 uh the it like you set the which one which controller it is you don't like plug it into a port um but i've been playing on my kiosk it was hilarious too because london went over to to my wife and she's like daddy's making a really loud drum noise (laughs) something you're like because you know they're big plastic drumsticks and you have to hit the side of the drum and the the top of the drum and i've never played these games before but i used to do drum line when i was in college so I should be really good at it. So um, I've been playing it starting on novice, playing it on easy, um, and then I went to the the main exhibition mode, which is just like the normal Taiko no Tatsujin, and I put it on hard so I could just play it with all the different things, and I definitely failed. <laughs> and I'm like, how did I feel? Because I felt like I was hitting it to the beat. But I, I mean, now I'm not practicing the games. Once you practice and play them, you'll get good at them. I'm talking about like first time playing a song. And I feel like I'm playing to a beat. It sounds cool. And nope, <laughs> failed miserably. <laughs> now going through the RPG mode, though, you level up everything. I've been playing it in easy. It's really fun and satisfying. Um, I went through and beat the first two bosses. And every time you go through the game... You're going through time. So like the first, first you're playing in modern times, uh, and then you go back into medieval Japan, and you're helping out a prince and everything, which is Nabunaga, like Nabunaga's admission from the NES. Um, But anyways, you're helping them out, and then after you beat this big uh, demon, then the demon turns good or something because it's all kid-friendly. And then you go to another era, and now you're in like France or something. Um, But interestingly enough is like i played through two bosses and then i'm like all right this is cool i want to play something else now um and i might go back because it was really fun i just again though my time is limited but i want to play more experiences this year if if i get obsessed with something like you all will know on the playcast but it's the same thing with other games i played last year like ease eight where i just not going to have time to finish it but it's an amazing experience i would highly recommend uh, rhythmic adventure and probably two probably even does more with it because there's different characters uh different skins and little costumes and because you're playing as an anthropomorphic drum <laughs> and then you have all these onis like little ghosts that help you like little characters so you have like three four different your party members do attacks for you and they have special moves and things and you can hit like special moves on the enemies and it's literally an rpg but you, you're drumming 
like super super cool i love those games where it takes a genre and mixes them kind of like the um yoku's island adventure where you had like a, a pinball metroidvania like this is really cool definitely glad i'm gonna leave the drum plugged into my my switch kiosk so i look at it and be like i need to play more like it's, it's <laughs> a there. constant reminder is there yeah so you definitely need to to check that out because i don't know if you've busted that one open barry because like no, i don't have the drum either oh. i have the game i don't have the drum yeah, because I, I bought the drum. I think it was a PlayAsia sale or something. I got the, the drum by itself. Uh, I got the Hori version, and it's flawless. Yeah. It's, it's funny. A, there's there's a spot on the back for two um two bottles of water. Because <laughs> you're going to get thirsty while you're playing drums. <sighs> That's great. Yeah. yeah, I just don't have the space right now. Well, so you can like, play without the drums, but with the drums, it's the experience. It's really cool. Cool, man. So what um what games have you been playing? Uh, so uh, I haven't played anything on the Switch that has been like, all right, like this is you know like what I really want to play. And it's not that I've been playing bad games; it's just you know I've been playing a lot of games for review, uh, mm-hmm. and I've been doing you know Animal Crossing and Pokemon Unite, which I still play. They're like daily plays, but but uh, one game that I was playing for review really sucked me in to the point that I think I put I think it's like. 35 or 40 hours or something into it um really got into it um and it's funny because i do not like horror games at all like i am not like to be scared i do not like to uh jump scares i hate jump scares i played them in the past i just i just don't like them i don't like survivor horror however there's one genre that i actually do enjoy a good horror game which is very weird and that's the visual novel genre so East Asia Soft sent me a copy of The Letter, a horror visual novel. It is getting a physical. It's available right now nice. for pre-order from them. Um, and I had already had it pre-ordered, but it's something that always looked good to me when I got the email like, hey, do you want to review this? I was like, yeah, because that's actually something that looks interesting. Now I have a reason to review, you know, to, to play it right away. And I got sucked in. Uh, this, this game is far like it's daunting if you look at the trees because whenever you usually play a visual novel you'll see like branching trees and a lot of visual novels let you go back you know and, and go back to a period in time and try another choice uh and i expected this game to do that and it doesn't this game is a one playthrough and then then if you go back you can skip anything you've already seen ah. but the reason there's so many choices and it looks like oh my god it's like 100 trees is because it remembers every decision you made up until that point and you play seven chapters each chapter is from a different person's point of view and you play over a span of two weeks and if like you're in chapter two and that person you say oh do you want to go to the market or do you want to go you know to the office and if you choose i'm going to go to the market and then in chapter four that person happens to also be going to the market at that time they will run into them because you in their playthrough you sent them there. Otherwise, they won't, and they will that whole conversation you'll never see it in that playthrough because they went to the office instead. And it remembers all these decisions. And the cool thing is because it's a horror. Though, so the story is the first character you play is a real estate agent. They're they're selling a haunted mansion or an old mansion that's supposedly haunted, and they find this letter. And the letter's written in blood, and it says, help me a hundred times. And then at the bottom it says, send this to five people or else. Uh, total old school chain letter stuff. Like, everyone's making fun of it. And then they start to see this creepy girl drenched in blood, maniacally laughing and just, like, 
going like, you know, like weird little sounds and laughter everywhere. And at first it's like, oh, I got to get out of the mansion because that's where that creepy girl is. And then she starts appearing like in people's dreams and, and, you know, under the bed and, you know, in the backseat of your car. And like she just appears all over and it's creepy because you never know when it's going to go from this, you know, standard story to suddenly here's creepy girl that's, you know, like invincible and you got to try and run away or figure out how to survive. And everybody's going through this. And, of course, some people believe this right away. Other people think, oh, I must be crazy. You know, this can't be happening to me. And as you go through, all the decisions matter. So I played through and everybody survived. I had all seven people survive and I got, a, you know, a good ending. Um, but you can have all the characters die. And the last chapter is your last person alive. Or you can have any mix of people alive or dead. And it also has a relationship meter, so every decision you do can affect your relationship with people, whether you side with them or whether you choose to help them. They'll either like you or they won't like you. And if certain characters, if you get their relationship meter all the way full, they could wind up together at the end of the game if they both survive, like in a, in a romance relationship. If the characters hate each other enough, you could even wind up having a scenario where one character will kill another one of the characters, because they hate each other that much. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool because you dictate the story. So you, you can have one character go insane. You could have one character, you know, just wind up saying, screw it. I'm going to murder everybody else and run away. You could have, you know, oh, one damn. character like truly trying to help. And it's it's crazy how involved this is. Because, like, when you look at the chapters and you, hmm. you, don't, you don't go through all those branches, all the possibilities. Like, it's that involved. Uh, very well done. Um, I would have liked a little more backstory and what's truly going on. Uh, from what I understand, they were supposed to do a series with this, and they, uh, they're they not. I think they're working on another game right now. So that's kind of, I guess, the only real negative. But if you like horror stories, if you like you know complex stories where your decisions actually matter as opposed to just, do you want to go right or left? It doesn't matter. You're going to end up in the same place anyway. Um this is really well done. It plays very well on the Switch. Very atmospheric. The music, music, tense when it needs to be tense, calm when it needs to be calm. The sound effects are done well. When there's a knock at the door, my dog started barking, thinking there was a real knock at the door. <laughs> um, we were having like snow one day, and like in the game was a thunderstorm, so like thunder started happening, and my wife looked up like, "Are we having thunder during a snowstorm?" Like, no, that was the game. Uh, so really well done with that. Um, I do recommend it, you know, and again, if you're a physical collector like us, PlayAsia does have the physical coming out. Um, but if you don't care, get the digital. Um, I was surprised. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And there, there, was, there was actually one jump scare that actually did get me. And I was like, ah, I feel bastard. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, if you like horror games and you just want a good story, something that like, everyone can sit around and like experience, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And That's very awesome. well done. You do love your visual novels, Barry. We we know this. I like story driven <laughs> games. Yeah, yeah. No, um, my final game is a story driven game. I know you've played it, so it'll be great. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, so the the second game I'm going to talk about isn't that game. Um, it's a game that's been in my backlog. I've been wanting to play it forever. Um, released by Strictly Limited. Never got around to playing it. Something that I would have honestly wanted to sign if we could have gotten it. Um, it's Clockwork Aquario. Oh, nice. Yeah, because when I was doing digital, looking at it before it was announced, um, this was an old arcade game that never was released, and it was brought back out. And 
you know, before I think this was before we even had a you know our hooks in in the community starting to make our track record of physicals. I was like, oh, Clockwork Aquarium would be really cool to do. Um, started playing it though, and honestly, like it's okay. It didn't hook me. It's okay. Yeah, it's just okay. Like I was playing it, and it was falling a little bit, but then it was like one of those things where you're going through and it's arcade style cheap deaths. And so, like, you're going to have to play and get good through repetition in order to make more progression through multiple playthroughs, a.k.a. like the arcade or like on the NES where, you know, you had to get really good to play games because they didn't want you to beat it on a weekend rental, so you'd run it twice. Um, so that's the big feel of Clockwork Aquario is that, like, I, you, you're, you have three different characters you can play through as a guy, a girl, and a robot, and you're just going through attacking enemies um now i wasn't going through being careful so i could have you know lasted longer but your health is finite and you only have so many continues on the easiest setting i think you have like only nine continues um through an arcade style game yeah i think i got to the fourth or fifth stage um beat some bosses and everything but the bosses are like bullet sponges and then they have these attack patterns where you're gonna take damage unless you can predict it and move quickie quick quickie quickly um out of to get out of the way um but it didn't grab me. It wasn't quite there. Um, I might just be spoiled with what we've been playing for premium, but uh, <laughs> like, but the, so the graphics look amazing. The music's cool. So what you're saying is you're glad that it came out. You're glad that um, you got to play it, and it, it did get a physical. But you're also glad that we didn't put it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I still would would wouldn't be against signing the game, like in like if we had that opportunity initially, just because. It is an arcade style game, so there is that. It's just not the style that I want to play in between testing our own things, which require dexterity and learning new games and, and getting... Because when we're playing the game for premium, like we're not just playing it for like 15 minutes and going, okay, it's cool, it's, it's great. And like No, we got to play it and get used to it to the point where it opens up and so we can truly judge it. And so... After getting done with that, I need more like a palate cleanser, like a Tyco and no Tatsu gym where I can just sit and chill. Or like, so Clockwork Aquario, um, having that arcade style, like if I want to play arcade games, I mean, I have an Odroid Go Advanced. I can play every arcade game right now and play through it and pump in some infinite quarters into it. And, you know, I can beat the game. Um, Limiting it to nine means that you can't just keep pumping in quarters and continue and beat the game which is good because if you could do that it would actually diminish the quality of the game to me if i could have just played it and beat it because um with infinite continues because there's no like it's it's it removes the challenge it's a one and done exactly it would be a one and done this point i would have to go back and replay um is that a roguelike nope that's an old school arcade game people (laughs) like it it's old school arcade um that being another one i could talk about awesome i knew i'd be able to get you um but um (laughs) but that being said though like still a cool game um i got the strictly limited version i don't think Inin did it because like you know they're separate label they're um the one that they use for distribution i think this was before they had Inin games or whatever yeah um but either way though like it was on my my bucket list it's not something i would get rid of um because it does look awesome someday i might go through and try to master it you never know it is also two player simultaneous play so maybe one day if my daughter wants to play um that being said though the 
artwork still looks cool as hell. There's a couple yeah, games like, out there that I would sign just based on the artwork alone, and then once we play it, I'd probably regret. But <laughs> <laughs> um, that being said, though, you know, not necessarily a bad game, but just I expected it to be in my top forty, Barry. Like I was like, all right, I got to take a game out of my top forty, like <laughs> Tiny Barbarian, Bloodstained, uh, like other games that are like amazing out there. Like, what am I pulling off? And it was not that, unfortunately. But it's still staying in the collection, so that's good. What you got, nice. So another game I got for review, um, oh, nice. also from East Asia Soft. Um, so this is, is going to be a, an upcoming uh, Nintendo Fuse game chat down the road. But uh, still playing it. But I started it after the letter. I saw the trailer. I'm like, this game looks amazing. Uh, I have to play this one. I got again the review code. I'm like, oh, I don't even know if this is getting a physical. So I'm like, oh, I got to definitely jump on this. And and I was so close to sending you a message and be like jeff if if east asia soft doesn't do this themselves we should go for this uh, and then i played it a little more uh <laughs> and that game is uh demonicia or uh everlasting night it is a metroidvania with a beautiful art style gorgeous art style the story is like demons came and like massacred this town except for you you managed to somehow survive but you're like cut and bled up over, you know, and, and demon blood got into your bloodstream and like healed you. And now you have like demonic powers and you're going through this, this demonic kind of castle and killing enemies and trying to explore and fight bosses and figure out what's going on uh, with a cool cast of characters. And it, that sounds amazing. It also has an inventory system with equipment where you can get different rings and bracelets and, and weapons and armor and stuff for different look things. Cool. The graphics are amazing. The lighting effects looks amazing. I'm like, oh my god, this is this is something right up Jeff's alley. And I do have a problem with it. Oh. And my my biggest problem with it is so it has those wall jump mechanic, which most Metroidvanias do. That's no big deal. Uh-huh. But it does not allow you to grab onto a ledge and pull yourself up. So if you jump for a ledge and it's like a little platform and you don't land on it, you cling to the side of it and you can't climb up. You have to then jump off or fall. You can't just climb. And if you're trying to do a back and forth mechanic and your, your jump like only goes so far. So if you want to like hitting your head on a ceiling and you fall down or you just grab under the ledge that you were supposed to get onto, but you can't now you can't climb up. You have to re- repel yourself off. It's clunky. And, and I've died just trying to like get onto a platform with any other game would have been an issue. Uh. And that's frustrating because I'm like, why just pull every other game you grab onto a ledge, you pull yourself up. Um, you have demonic powers. There's no reason why you can't just pull yourself up. Uh, that I think even just that alone would be a big help in terms of frustration. Uh, because the game itself has a lot going for it. Uh, some of the enemies are, are tough. They have sponges. Um, the controls are kind of weird, too. Jump is use RT, or like the, the trigger, to jump because your four face buttons, you have a low punch, a high punch, like a more powerful punch, low kick, a, a more powerful kick. So mm. you use the four face buttons. Can you to remap do tri- buttons? I think you can, but you have to string combos together. 
So like well, you have different combos with punches and kicks. Because my thought would like, be to change the B button to the jump button and jump. then the trigger to that other combo. And then just like when I played Mortal Kombat or uh, Street Fighter on the Super Nintendo, one of the top buttons is a punch or a kick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could probably do something like that, but... It, I, I just, would not jump with that damn trigger. I'm just telling you. <laughs> like, <laughs> not I, I was playing with the trigger jump. Hell um, no. And, but, Hell no. Uh, but it's still, like, it just felt a little off. And the, uh, like, I got so to can a can I tell something to developers listening? The trigger button has give. It's not a button. So there's, like, an actual little more tension there. Don't make that your precision platformer button. <laughs> Come yeah, on. Yeah, it is a very, very precision. And there's some yeah. platforms where... Where you, you know, if you fall, you fall all the way down. Like, they're big rooms. I don't blame you for being pissed off on that one. Damn. Rage. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, like I said, it, it has a lot going for it. And I was like, the inventory of the system is cool. Sometimes enemies drop things or you find chests. And, and so I've gotten, like, duplicate items already or, or, like, weaker versions or stronger versions. And not all items are good. Like, some are, like, you know, strength plus five, but, but defense minus five. Do I want that? Or do I want the one that's just strength plus three because then I keep my defense? You know? you know, so it has that loot system. And the, the boss that I fought was pretty cool. It was very, you know, it was a pattern-driven boss. So, you know, once you figured out the pattern, it was piss easy. But even, even when it was piss easy, it was piss easy when you got lucky and landed on the platform you needed to land on to attack it. Because you mm-hmm. still had to jump to that platform and then jump down to get you know into a safe spot, and sometimes just it took so long to jump onto that platform, I missed my time to attack. Uh. I'm like, this shouldn't be this difficult. It's just a jumping thing in a, in a Metroidvania, uh, and I feel like it could be tweaked, uh, and it could be so much better. I would love something like Mega Man X where you could like climb up a wall if you could do something like that as well. That'd be great because if you just the way the jumping is is if you have to jump a certain angle, you're going to hit your head on on a platform above you and you're not going to make your jump. Like you can't slide. You could try attempt to slide down a little bit, but you have like a give before you fall. It's not a feature ability or anything. Uh, I checked. There's a bunch of different abilities you can learn, and I checked for things like that, and I didn't see that in there. Because while I would be. still be critical of them having that be unlocked, I would st- I would be open to it. Because I mean, there were people yeah. that were critical of stuff in Cathedral, and actually, when their things were unlocked later, if you played, <laughs> like they're critical. Yeah. Oh, right. absolutely. And if that's a case, that's a case. I still think pulling up a ledge is a basic thing. I don't think you should should learn an ability to pull up a ledge. Hey, hey um, you you tell that to the guys who um who create games for the Sega Saturn, maybe knights. <laughs> maybe a game we talked about before where jumping yeah. should probably be a normal button. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> that I mean that's just it. Like this is I wouldn't I'm not saying the game cuz I can't even think of the game's name. That's how forgettable. Balan Wonderworld. Yes, Balan. Damn, I can't even think of Balan. <laughs> like, yeah, tell that to the developers of Balan. Like poor, poor. <laughs> I, I knew classic. exactly where you're talking about. But like, but no, come like, on. like I said, I would recommend trying it for yourself and seeing if you like. Because I think it looks cool, and I think with Ooh. a few tweaks, this game would look um, would be amazing. And I, it was when I started, I'm like, oh man, if Jeff doesn't know about this, maybe we should sign it. But again, it's East Asia Soft. They usually do their own thing with PlayAsia. Um, but it was still one of those things where I'm like, oh man, I I'm not having fun. <laughs> not <laughs> I'm quite there, man. Yeah, it's not just quite not there. quite there. I, Damn. I, and if I played it right now and said, hey, would you sign it? My answer would be no. Uh, as it is now, at least where I'm at, I would be against it just because if I'm having these frustrations, I know other people are going to have these frustrations. <laughs> and I'm not going to be have, posting my, my actual review for this for a little while. I've got some time. And yeah. I do plan to spend more time with the game. 
But, man, did I have such high hopes for this game going in. And it's so close, and there could be a patch or something. Well, you never know, too, when oh, crazy Game Breaker Jeff plays stuff. I might find a way to, to open it up where it's like, oh, well, if you do this hey. combination that you're not thinking of, and you're like, oh, crap. They're like, we've done that before with games for the listeners that are like, like Barry or JP would play something like and be frustrated and be like, oh, do this. And they're like, oh, <laughs> this makes it way cooler. Like, like maybe. I hope so because I want this game to be cool for when, when they actually release it as a play exclusive, I buy it. Like, now it's like, yeah. man, do I want it? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if any other reviews... It just came out on January 12th, so it's, you know, just a week old. So yeah. I don't know if any other reviews are out there. I haven't even looked for any reviews to see if anyone's put in. Do your own. No, I am doing my own, but I'm just curious if other people, like, have these issues. Well, I'm going to look it up, too, and just watch some video stuff on it, too, because I'm not going to buy it if it's coming out with a physical, which is an issue, (laughs) but... (laughs) It doesn't doesn't have any... uh, Yeah, there won't uh, be any reviews. Yep. Um, I actually, so while you were talking about that one, I actually thought of a fourth game that I was playing. (laughs) Yeah, so here... Here's what someone, I know this you're is someone else's review. I don't want now to hear they, somebody else's review. I, I want to hear your review. I just gave you mine. I know. Uh, so seven. This, this guy gave seven. I'm just curious. 7.0. He said, satisfying Metroidvania gameplay with heavy yeah. emphasis on melee combat. That was a plus. Spot on atmosphere and great music plus and rewarding upgrades and secrets plus. Minus campaign could use more variety, especially with its kind uh, with its long monotonous stretches. Minus jumping is clumsily handled. So right there, they actually put it as a main minus, and some tricky yep. parts could use tutorials minus. So they're they're pointing out there might the not be mask. any secrets then to it. Yeah, Damn. that sucks. So, so you were talking about jumping, and yep. there's actually a game um, that I was playing, and it 100% didn't click with me. Um, I had a story on the playcast on a previous episode of having an issue with Best Buy. Remember, um, I got a physical release that comes with the game code, and the game code yes. wasn't printed on my receipts. I remember Call- that. So, so Best Buy finally came through and sent me an email last week with the code for Super Meat Boy Forever. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I actually played it. Um, and I don't know what it is, but it... I mean, obviously... The game is different than the original Super Meat Boy because it is an auto-scroller. And it's an auto-scroller with procedurally generated levels. So every time you play the levels, they're different. So, you know, like, Robot Name 5 for us did that. Um, But the fact that it's an auto-scroller with that mentality, it almost seems like you, with the checkpoint system, you you can't lose. So, like, I'm sitting there playing Mm -hmm. through a level and... Like, you're not going to be able to memorize the levels like I did in the original Super Meat Boy because it changes every time you go in and out. So there's no real mastery to each level. And then you go into the the actual playing it, and you'll go through and you die, and then you go through the second time. You figure out, oh, I need to jump here and here and here. Here's the pattern. Done. Then you get to the next section. Figure it out again. Um, it doesn't go back and show you everywhere you died like it did in the first Super Meat Boy, which was always classic to see how many times I died and where I died. Um, but it's just, it just seems like a miss. I don't understand. Cause it was, I beat the first world playthrough, no issues. It was fun, but it wasn't like the original super meat boy. Um, there, and I'm not a, I'm not against auto scrolling games either, but I think it's because it's super meat boy. You know what I mean? Like I expected mm-hmm. super meat boy to be precision platformer where I die a lot. Now it's a 
auto-scrolling non-precision. It's still a precision platform, but it's an auto-scrolling platformer where you die a lot. And I think that's just the auto-scrolling combined with the procedurally generated. Like, maybe if it was auto-scrolling with a, you know, strategically designed level design, I would be spot on with it. Um, But, like, so many other games have done it better. That's just my thing. Like, there's so many games out there that have done both auto-scrolling and pigeon or precision not pigeon death precision platforming better <laughs> um i mean the original super Meat boy did it did much it's better great and i i think it's just because they did the change up like i get it like team meat has done something different with everything binding isaac's a completely different beast than super Meat boy and it's great um so i uh, yeah super Meat boy forever just didn't connect with me unfortunately like and and i've seen a lot of reviews state something similar because i'm like am i crazy so i went on youtube and I'm like nope not crazy like a lot of people just it just didn't click with them like the first one and i mean i was obsessed with the first one mastered it so yeah i just so that was another one played it and so i've gotten like four games played in the last couple weeks that's good good Um, for you so the the fourth one which i made the mistake of looking at time to beat.com um (laughs) and it's from it's from the PS3 era. I started Nino Kuni. Yeah. Such a good game. Oh yeah. Such a- I mean, I've been wanting to play that since I got it on the PS3 years and years ago. I got it when it first came out. Never had the time to play it. Got it on the Switch. It's like I need to play it now. Um, so I, I started playing it. Got to the second boss, just like I did for the other game <laughs> for Taiko Natatsujin, uh, Rhythmic Adventure One. I got to the sec- I got all the way up to the second boss, but I'm loving the game. It's so awesome. Now, this is going to be my perfect experience, and I will come back to this on a future playcast and, t- and tell listeners where I'm at, because going through this, this is a, a classic RPG um, where you go through turn-based and you get to attack with your little stick. It comes to a wand later, and you have magic. But just like you know, when I was doing it in my drum game, I get little uh, little espers, little, uh, little ghosts that... You know, you get to have and control like Pokemon, where you, where you train them as well, and then they get to attack for you. And then once they're done, you take your damage, and you take your damage when they take damage. And it's it's super cool though. Um, I've been training up my first. I only have the first two characters. Um, with with my character, I got the wand. Um, I went through and I got into the um the first the sewers of the first main town. That was where the second boss lied. I've had no issues because I did a little bit of grinding while I was watching a TV show. So um, you don't need to grind in this game at all. And, and I did some. So I'm nice and ahead. And I did every single side um, task. That's how good this game is. I did all the side quests in the first area. Because you can see when they pop up, all the side quests. So I did all of them. And that's going to be that kind of game. But when I said I made the mistake of going how long to beat, it says just following the main path, it's 44 hours. I was like, ugh. I'm like, no. Why do you want to kill me? Like, I've played, I put about two, three hours into it, maybe four. Um, it's like, why? Because I want to do the side quest, which means I'm probably at a 60 hour experience that I will not have time to do. But I'm going to try. You do a little bit, you know, every other night or whenever you get a chance to. Because you need breaks too. You don't want to yeah. burn. Well, it's not going to be every other night, but it'll be... Because I'm going to try... My, my New Year's resolution is to play more games, so I'm going to try to play more out of my backlog. But I'm going to continually... I think Nino Kuni is going to be my game I go back to continually. Because um, I was playing Murder by Numbers, but I got to a puzzle that I kept messing up, and I was, I'm done for now. 
Like it was pissing me off. It was pissing me off. So I didn't finish out that game yet. I was in very like some of the last puzzles though. So yeah, I mean, I think Nino Kuni is going to be my. I'm sitting on the couch chilling, or um, I have to increase my uh, cardio because the month of February I have to do 100 miles uh, for the Tashi 100 that I do every year, and I normally run about 40 a month, so that's 60 extra miles. Um, if you remember a couple years ago, I had a story where I was playing Dragon Quest 11 while I was out doing a uh, rucks. I was out there doing fast walks and I was leveling up. <laughs> so that's how I was level grinding. I'm going to do that with Nino Kuni. <laughs> I can't do that. Like I'll, I'll walk into things. Like, <laughs> well, no, I was on a, a circle track where there was, it was just easy. It was like, I wasn't in the street or anything. Like I was. Oh, I was thinking like you walking down the sidewalk, going fast walking while playing. No, like I would no, so no. crash into people. Well, also though, like you're not. It's it's grinding. You don't have to pay attention. So like like with Dragon Quest Eleven, like I was just tapping a. <laughs> like I That's was. One thing, I love about like the Bravely games where it has the auto, and mm-hmm. you just set it to auto. So does like, Dragon Quest Brave Eleven, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's what I was I doing. Um, I think Nino Kuni, my, I might not be able to do it. Maybe that'll get me to go back to Dragon Quest Eleven if Nino Kuni doesn't work. Oh, Maybe I'll be Dragon back in Eleven. Because so cool. you remember where I stopped? No, I don't remember why you stopped. That was a while no, ago. No, do you remember when in the game I stopped? It was at the end of that first major chapter. Your first act. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Never went back. Oh, yeah. Never went back. Oh, so, man. so it really depends. Like I will try to do that with Nino Kuni because I can continue because I want to beat it. Like it's fun. I love the story. Um, but it's, I mean, it's like watching an anime. It's, it's amazing. It's a Studio Ghibli movie. Exactly. It's, it's awesome. Um, I do want to, I do want to keep playing that. That one may go into my top 40. Wow. Nice. And that's a PS3 game. Yeah. It's kind of sucks that the Switch got the PS3 version as opposed to like the remaster that went to PS4. Yeah. It's the Switch. I'm good. <laughs> it's not a PS4. Like it's, I don't need a 4K. Um, <laughs> yet, 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 they got Nino Kune 2, which was only on PS4 before. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, it's weird. I don't understand it. But um, my thing is though is I don't really. Um, I'm gonna judge the game based off the experience when I play it. Um, and if I want to play a modern game, I'm playing on a modern system. The other thing I need to play is Ghost of Tsushima on the um, PS5, that version, the PS5 expanded version. But I have to share TV with wife, and Switch becomes much easier for me, which is why I'm a Switch player. <laughs> so I'm not going to fight that battle ever. <laughs> happy uh, wife, happy life. Exactly. So I've gotten four games. Uh, let's see if we can keep that up, because I do like doing these episodes where we could talk about what we've been playing. Um, yeah. I mean, I I've been playing stuff outside of the Switch too, um, a few other things. But like, this is a Switch playcast, so we'll we'll keep it to Switch as much as we can. Um, I mean, heck, I could talk about my daughter playing the Mimic game on Roblox and finally unlocking the special lantern, like doing craziness. That's she plays more games than any of us. I think she has hours and hours. Oh, less responsibility, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, she's been enjoying it, but that's. That's the next generation. That's how they're experiencing games. And it'll be interesting to see where she evolves to, knowing that I also play games, and eventually she may want to play stuff. Because um, there was an announcement of the River City Girls Zero where there were some figures. And London and I played River City Girls a, a year or two ago together, and she loved it. And so I showed her. I'm like, hey, do you want these figures? And I was like, she's like, yeah. I was like, hopefully they have them available outside of that collector's sex. I want to pay 150 bucks just so we can get them figures like that's the only cool part about that version 
Um, but yeah, River City Girls Zero is coming out. That's that limited run, right? Yep, limited run. Yeah. So, but I mean, River City Girls Zero is a Ricky and Cuno game that was released on Super Nintendo that they've, you know, they're re-releasing essentially on Switch. It's and then they're gonna have River City Girls Two. So, pretty cool though. I do love those games. Really fun. Ah, yeah. And the, I'd say the hardest part, though, of all of this, Barry, is that we can't talk about the interspersing of what we're playing for premium. No, oh, yeah. There's, there's a ton. Of, and that's why I haven't really played anything I want to. And I'm hoping to to do some Dankenrampa-S before Pokemon comes out because I've been playing games for premium, uh, trying different games, and then playing games for review. So that's that's been my, my main time. It's just been games for work. I know. Hashtag first world problems, right? <laughs> well, none of this is work. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I mean. It's Freudian slip, Barry. Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's uh, it's all good though. But um, the one thing that you know I really enjoy is just knowing that what we're doing is becoming part of the legacy of the Switch, part of the legacy mm-hmm. of Nintendo. That's the coolest part. Like. I will do this as long as we're allowed to. As long as they say it's cool and we're allowed to do it, I will continue making cool stuff. I don't see why they would tell us to stop. Nope. They've approved everything thus far. Exactly. So we wanted to to shoot for an hour in this episode. I think we hit it. All right. It's awesome. And we talked about six games, which is awesome. Seven games. Oh, no, six. Uh, Yeah, because I only did two. Yeah, and I was only going to do three, but then I forgot about Super Meat Boy Forever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, hey, let us know in the comments um, or leave us a voice message if you, um, you know, you th- you had any games that you've been playing since Christmas. Um, what have you been playing? I'm going to look on Anchor and see if anybody left us a voice message because I think we had one. Um, I think we had one. Or at least somebody left a a um review comment? or a comment oh. on one of them because when we go on anchor we, we we open it up to um comments as well i usually ask a question so let me go in here my app like i never use anchor on my phone so it went away um let's see here because what 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 is interesting is they don't show any of the um the episode details when i click on like when i see it but when i click on it if i ask a question it'll show so, like, if we ask, hey, what are your favorite Switch games? Like, it won't show unless I ask. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's. I don't really know if, weird. You, if, if there's a voicemail. I don't know if we want to hear it. Last one, you know, wasn't wasn't too pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had favorite game played on the Switch in 2021 was a, um answer on the question we put on Spotify. Um, and Donnie Meyer 90, uh, 17 days ago is when he posted this, though. That's how fast we are. Um, Ender Lilies on the Nintendo Switch. That was his oh, favorite nice. game he played in 2021. So I've heard good things about Ender Lilies. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a cool Metroidvania. Um, one of those where, I mean, I wouldn't be against playing it or signing it even, doing a physical for it. But um, so far, you know, nothing. When it comes to that game, because we haven't uh, we haven't talked with the publishers or anything. Um, oh, we do have a voice message. Um, I haven't played it though. Oh, because <coughs> the right, last one we, we did was was Landon Win was the last one that we talked about, right? Yeah. That was, so this one is 
Jesse Glenn sent on January 8th, and it's 25 seconds, so should we listen to it? Let's do it. Let's do it. Here's live. We apologize if there's bad language, because Jesse, damn it. Hey, guys. Glad to hear everything is going well for the new year, and um, I might have heard that you guys are going to start publishing uh, PlayStation games as far as what that last reveal was, but I wouldn't have known that unless it was for the uh, the panel with the, the Hair the Dog playcast or whatever. Um, but I am behind in challenge patches, so I can use anything I can get. <laughs> All right, have a great new year, guys. So you know what that means, Barry? Oh my God! What is Jesse that? won <laughs> what we talked about in the last episode. If somebody could figure out what our secret was, they win a, a free challenge patch. They win win a free unboxing patch. And you there did, you go. You did. I just, that. that was a thing. <laughs> I think you forgot about that one. That was. A I thing. did. It's been a while. Yeah, it is. But you know, I do remember you saying that now. And yes, it's not super secretive that we will be doing uh, PlayStation in the future. Because it was on an episode that was posted on the Playcast channel on the Midwest Gaming Classic 2021. um, Where we had people guess it live while we were recording the panel. They're like, oh my god, PlayStation! (laughs) So, yes. um, We're not going to feel much beyond that. But don't, don't say anything. This is just for Playcast listeners. Exactly. Like don't, just go, don't go posting out there that you were part of a selective club. So many people don't know yet. So <laughs> keep that to yourself. You are, you are the entitled. You yes. Know. And the, the irony was is that even Jesse just mentioned he wouldn't get it because nobody apparently knows the startup sound from the PS5. Um, I, think, I think it's the best tease we've done because it's, it's so obvious and it's so out there and we didn't hide anything and so few people have actually know what it is. I also think it's, it's because like we so few people actually were able to get a PS5 still. So. Well, I know, but it wasn't like we were cryptic or anything or no. like deciphered or play it backwards kind of deal. Like that's legit the sound. That's all it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's hilarious though. But yeah, so I mean, I mean we're not saying, you know, we're doing what console but um yeah we are authorized to publish for sony so i mean we're authorized to publish for everyone so that's that's good right um right now we've stuck with switch um but we are going to do things our own way mind you so no matter what we do we're going to do it the premium way we're not going to do any cookie cutter bs releases like everybody else like we're going to do playstation we're going to do it cool so um yeah, we haven't even, I don't even think we've hashed out every single detail, but we got really cool things in store for it. Like, we have ideas, and I think I'm almost to the point where I could put the puzzle together. Close. As you know, it's all, every release is, we do is a damn puzzle. <laughs> just got to keep following us and stay tuned for stay tuned. a new direct down the road. And congratulations to Jesse. Since you listen to this, yes. give us your, uh, give us, or send Barry on support your, your address. Jesse, since you listen to this, there you go. If you don't do that, then you no, I'm playing. <laughs> we'll have to message him. <laughs> but oh, he'll awesome. he'll do it. He'll probably do it within an hour. How long is this podcast? An hour. hour. Yeah. Uh, so I say maybe hour and a half to two hours after, after you post, we it. post this. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'd say let's wrap her up. Sounds good. Where can they find you, Jeff? So you can find me on Facebook and the Twitter at Hagen's Alley and at. Hagen's Ellie books on Instagram. Also, um, I have been on Game Sturdy One's channel. Uh, we just did a couple episodes. We talked about a lot of new modern consoles. Um, and then we also did one on the NES homebrew list uh, that was taken down. Uh, well, I, 
ironically, um, the creator of that that post is a big political, you know, social media influencer, whatever, that has millions of followers. Well, he listened to our episode and then quoted me when he reposted the top 250 NES homebrew. Um, I specifically, because I went down a little bit of like a 10-year backlog and stories and things, I specifically mentioned Hagen's Alley and then talked about our premium stuff at the end of the episode. But, um... Yeah, so he quoted me and, and linked the Hagen's Alley website <laughs> on there. But super, super cool. Um, so yeah, keep your eye out for that and listen to Game Straight One's episode on, you know, the NES homebrew list uh, that Seth Abramson did because it's super cool. And then you can actually check out because uh, a couple of games that I've released on the NES are actually in that list, including Black Box Challenge and Tower of Turmoil. Where can people find yes. you, Barry? You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire, Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. Uh, we just did our, we just came back actually from our month and a half long break with the podcast over there where we did our predictions. So if you want to hear me be completely incorrect again, differently than, <laughs> than, than when we did the predictions on the playcast, because I, I did a few more. Um, and I, I'm to, I'm going to be totally incorrect, I'm sure, because we rated ourselves like we did uh, with the playcast, and I think I got 0. .75 of a point. I got a point five and a point two five out of a possible five points. I did terrible. You can't predict Nintendo, but if you want a good laugh, you could definitely uh, go over there and, and and laugh at me because I laugh at me every day. Uh, you could also <laughs> find me on the Premium Edition Games Discord, and of course at the Premium Edition support email, where I will do my very best to assist you in every way possible. Well, I will say one thing too. Make sure. Uh you listen because Barry actually records live on Mondays, so you can actually listen a lot along yep. because the Nintendo Fuse is live when they record, so you can go there and live heckle and, him live like and I, video, video yep. too. Exactly. So it's not like you can actually see me like read your responses in real time, go like rolling my eyes and, uh-huh. and <laughs> exactly. I try to get Barry to laugh whenever I go on there. Oh yeah, it's always never fun. never works actually. We, we'll we'll call you out too though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you definitely should listen because I know you changed the day. So it's Mondays though. Monday so Mondays, if you ain't, don't have anything going on, go listen to Barry uh, pontificate pontificate with a bunch of other uh, rolling a holes over there. Yeah, it's, it's every other Monday. <laughs> not 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 this upcoming Monday. Okay. The following one be the next one. Yeah, but anyways, uh, thanks everybody for listening, and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.